reignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. Kawa kuma 
While you have the light 
Yes, you would die. 
exciting place if church is not exciting for you then we need to check your alignment yes church is a very very exciting place there's dancing here there's shouting here there's laughter here there's happiness here there's good music there's good atmosphere and ladies and gentlemen there is also very 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 good word and i'm happy to announce to you that this morning you are about to be hit by the word of god that is alive that is powerful that is able to divide asunder ladies and gentlemen if you are ready why don't you make some noise and join me and let's welcome to this pulpit the bishop edwin morgan oh god come on make some noise this morning come on
What a blessed Hamatan Sunday morning. It's a blessing to see all of you. Are you happy to be in the house of God? Church is a very special place. And you must come with joy. You must come with expectations. You must come with energy. You must come with excitement. And I feel excitement here. I feel excitement here. I see excitement here. Clap your hands for yourselves. And I want us to bow our heads for a word of prayer. Master Jesus, the calmer of storms, the everlasting Father, the kind one, the faithful one. Thank you that you represent the Father. And this morning, the word we are opening is you. Pray that you give us insight. Pray that you speak to our hearts. There is nothing like life if it does not have your word. So let the efforts we've put into coming here pay. Let it pay. Thank you for the beautiful blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. You may please be seated. We are continuing our journey this morning. As we learn about seed time and harvest. That is our theme for the year. And I find it very exciting because life is really about seed and harvest. I mean, if you are to summarize life, if you are to give a phrase to summarize life, I think that a very good summary a very concise summary is seed sowing and harvesting. I can't think of life in any other terms than years of seed sowing and harvesting. I think we genuinely and generally don't have these words on our minds. Seed harvest. But we are harvesting all the time. We are sowing all the time. I taught you last week that there is a seed nature in everything you do. 
Every act, the notes you are writing now, there's a seed nature in it. The brother you slapped, there's a seed nature in it. The dress you wore, there's a seed nature in it. How long you slept last night, there's a seed nature in it. How long you slept. Yes. We are sowing seeds on our ways. And, and, and you see, it is very important that we teach these things because you will one day open your hands and say, I don't know why this is happening. I've done nothing to deserve it. And why me? You say that because you were not aware that you were sowing a certain seed when you were doing what you were doing. That is why you need someone to point out that this is a seed. This is a seed. This is a bad seed. This is a good seed. So that you will understand what is happening. So, our prophet gave us seven seeds on Chalak night, the watch night. He taught us seven different seeds we must sow, we must be aware of. You know, and the first one was the seed of the flesh and the spirit. Or I will put, I will say the seed to the flesh and to the spirit. Maybe not of seed to the flesh and the spirit. The second is, that is the seed we sow to our flesh. The seed you sow to your flesh versus the seed you sow to your spirit. This morning by being in church, What are you doing? You are sowing to the to the spirit. You are sowing to the spirit. But you can also sit somewhere and be looking at a girl so much that it also changes to sowing to the flesh in the church. Remember, there's a seed nature in every act. No, somebody has to tell you. Most people don't know that their behavior will result in a harvest. They don't know. They don't know. So people are genuinely surprised at how their lives turn out. How you spent the three years in JHS. It's a seed you went to sow in that school. Yes. Your mother, the things she sold, your father, how he managed to organize school fees for you to spend three years in JHS and look at you, how you went to behave there. You went to sow a seed. Yes. You see, a seed doesn't know the difference between an adult or a child. A seed only knows the soil. So, who puts it there doesn't matter at all. 
Who put the seed there? Doesn't matter at all. You have the chance to go to SHS. Look at what you did in the first two years. Had it not been for a brother who spoke to you about Christ to calm you down, you'd have destroyed three years and see the results you brought home. Now, the result is the beginning of the harvest. The rest of your life, how your life pans out, depends on the result you brought home. There is a seed nature in everything we do. The friends you choose to work with, the company you see, you, you, you choose to keep, it's a seed you are sowing. Where you choose to spend your time, it's a seed you are sowing. And people don't know. That is why on Sunday morning, a pastor has to wear a shirt and come and list the things that what you are doing is a seed. It's a seed. So try and get it right. The seed of righteousness. It's a seed. There is somewhere in life you are not because you were not righteous. You didn't do what was right. God told Cain in Genesis 4, 7. He said, if you do what is right, will you not be accepted? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? If you do well. So there are certain areas where you've not been accepted. Maybe you are a shepherd. And you've not, been, you've not been accepted in the area of having a big church or a big group. Because you've not done well. Your righteousness fell short of a certain standard. Yes. You are sewing clothes. He also sews clothes. How come everybody goes to him? And only three people have come to you since last year. You are not doing something right. Because in Acts 10, 35, 34, Acts 10, 34, it says, I perceive that God, if you go to the King James, it's, it's no respecter of persons. It's not that God did outreach and brought the people to him and he hates you because you are an Ashanti. God doesn't respect anyone. It is we human beings who have so much respect for human beings. But God, he doesn't respect anybody. There is nobody God respects. There is no bishop God respects. None. Anybody you find who is doing well Chose to do what was right. So, next verse, you see there. That in every nation, he that doeth, whoever fears God and works righteousness, is accepted of him. Once again, you see there. You do what is right. 
God doesn't discriminate between two carpenters. Why is this one, this wife's home a peaceful home and your home is a boxing tournament? Why? Because you are not educated. No. You don't fear God. You talk anyhow. Not knowing that the things you are doing, the way you are behaving, it's a seed. It's a seed. So enough of that. Today we are going to look at another seed. No, so that, so, it's not, so that you will understand when fruits are coming. Oh, how I wish I had heard this message 40 years ago. My life, many of you, you know that if you had heard this just last year, just last year, you wouldn't have done something you've done already whose fruits haven't come. They are yet to come. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. The Bible says God will never clear the guilty. He's merciful. But know his behavior is that he doesn't clear guilty people. That's God. He doesn't clear the guilty. Be very careful when you are behaving. So today we are just Hamatan. Ah, is there? They have somebody is working well. Is there? Can't you see? It's, it's not my. I'm here to frighten you. No, I'm here to show you the word of God. Keeping mercy. He's, he's mercy. You, you see there, he's merciful. But there's also another side of him. Keeping mercy for thousands. Forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. There are different things. Iniquity is different from transgression and is different from sin. And that will by no means clear the guilty. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children. We don't feel free to talk about such things. And because we don't talk about them, we go on misbehaving. Christian, look at your behavior. You are in the church, Christian, born again four years ago. Look at what you have done to somebody's marriage. The man doesn't like his wife anymore. Because of what if you've introduced into the relationship. The one you finish, you bath and come and sit here quiet with a notebook and a pen. It's about a seed sown. It's a seed sown. I don't know that some of you, I was praying for the, some people recently, and I got to know that some members of this church are actually enjoying have cocoa farms here. This church was it here? This church, yeah. cocoa farms. I even thought. You know, I, I don't know. God spoke to me to pray for some people. And their prayer was related to a cocoa farms, cocoa something. What? Cocoa sacks. Yes. Yes. The Lord, I just mentioned, I heard it in my ear. Cocoa sacks. 
And as I was saying it, I thought, ah, maybe it means cocoa drink or something. But I, 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 I did not. There, were, there are people here who have cocoa farms. Most of whom did not plant those cocoa trees. It's their parents who planted them, died and left it for them. So if a father can die and leave a cocoa farm for someone, you can also die and leave a, something for your child. So is that upon that? So some of you, the life you are suffering from now, it's not your fault. Your great grandfather did something, and you too, you are going to leave something for your children. Who then can be saved? So with man, it's impossible. But with God, if you take your time to be spiritual, this can be possible in your life. That you can live a life without sowing bad seeds for your children to pluck. Harvest the fruits. So today... Just for a few minutes in this beautiful... Are you enjoying the air conditioning? Beautiful. Today we are looking at the seed of serving the Lord. Just for a few minutes. The seed of serving the Lord. Because... When you serve God, I, I, I just checked the dictionary meaning Webster, Miriam Webster. Serve, to serve means what? And he said, to serve means to be useful. Is there? You can also check your Bible. Your, 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 to be useful. To be useful. Now, when you are useful to God in his house, in life, when you serve God, you are sowing a seed. First Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight. First Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight. Therefore, my beloved brethren. Be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Working for God always. For as much as ye know that your labor, the things you are doing, the work you are doing for the Lord, is not in vain. Your labor is not in vain in the Lord. It is the work of the Lord. You are a stenographer. You are a plumber. You are an engineer. You are a teacher. You are a lecturer. You are a student. You are working. But there is also something called the work of the Lord. Not the work of ministry of health. The work of the Lord. Because the Lord works. Jesus said, 
my father works hitherto and I also work. So when we come into your life and we inspect your activities, we should find among your activities things you are doing for the Lord. If we come into your life and we don't find anything you are doing for the Lord and all your activities are for yourself, your life, your children, your business, your husband, your wife, and there is nothing that you are doing for God's house, you are sowing a bad seed. Like, mommy, when I come into your life, I will see you in your life wearing a red dress, singing in the church. It's a seed. Among all the many things you are doing, you are also working for the Lord. That's a seed. This morning, you just went to sow a seed and came to sit here. And the Bible says that what you just did this morning is not in vain. It's not in vain. A lot of things we do are in vain. Many of the things we do for people, for companies, you work for, you slave under some boss somewhere. They don't even see. Yeah. They don't see what you are doing. I was talking to my sister recently. She said her boss met another colleague and was telling that colleague a lot of things about this sister talking to me. And the other colleague came later on to tell her what the boss was saying about her. And she was shocked. I mean, the boss was saying great things. Great things. That how the lady works. Since she was moved to this area, she has changed this. She's done this. She's worked here. She, 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 she transformed this area. And she said, she was shocked because as she's walking around, no, I mean, not even a comment that you've done well. But when she's leaving now, suddenly her importance has become very prominent. He said, I'm going. He said, said, I was shocked to hear Esmeralda talk to me about the things she was saying about me. He said, me? I work hard? Wow, I never knew. I've never felt appreciated here. Me work hard? Wow. Me, I've transformed this area? When? I never knew it. I could fall down and die. A lot of the labor we labor is useless. Once a while, you get to work for somebody who values you, who appreciates you. Such people, you must be very careful how you relate to them. Very careful. Because they are actually God's agents in your life. So when we come into your life, apart from dressing to come to church, 
What is there anything called the work of the Lord you are doing? I know you are a blacksmith. I know you are a tailor. I know you are a carpenter. But when we look through your activities, is there anything you are doing for the Lord's house to advance? Now, anyone who doesn't serve God as a Christian is sowing a bad seed. You just sowed a seed of disappointment. Yes. You have disappointed God. Remember, see, that's what I'm saying. I'm teaching you. I'm teaching Remember what you've done. That you are, because God never expects that you come and sit in church and behave the way you are behaving. When a pastor preaches, you are angry. You won't come to church. When you could have been so helpful that that lady pastor or that reverend won't be frustrated to preach the way he preached. You've sown a seed of disappointment. You've disappointed God. Remember, Galatians 6-7, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. Sown disappointment. And I'm going to show you why you've sown that seed. To be in a church, you, have, you belong to God's family. And you do nothing. You don't sweep. You don't arrange chairs. You don't help with the choir. You don't fix lights. You don't, it's like you, are, you just attend the church and go away. You've sown a bad seed of disappointment. You've sown a bad seed of unmet expectations. What God was expecting, he didn't get it from you. Number three, you've sown a seed of wickedness. Because when we look into how God managed to extract you from the world, I mean, some of you sitting here, if we take a picture of you and put it on social media, people will be shocked that you are sitting in church. I mean, I myself, I'm surprised that I am in church. Because how far I went, honestly, it must have been God. God, the things he's done. Bishop Dagwood Mills was a student. Because of you. God made him suffer as a student. Medical student who should concentrate on his medical course. He suffered because of you to start a church because God put us in families. And when he looks at you, Lighthouse is the best family for you. So he needed to anoint a student and prepare him. I'm talking, I'm, I'm speaking English. I'm just telling you what you've done. What you've done. You don't know what you've done. That's not a place you come and sit. 
And, so, and it's not a lighthouse teaching. Many, many years ago, I had a landlord, one of Accra's top chartered accountants, elderly, elderly. And I went to his house on a Sunday with my wife to go and negotiate the rent because it was too much for us. When we went, we were told that he Sundays he goes to his mother's house at La. So they showed us the house and we found our way there in a small, beautiful, small blue car. We drove there. We went to the mother's house. We greeted her. And he said, what, what brings us here? So we are looking for Mr. This, this, your son. He said, oh, my son. Who directed you here? On Sunday. We're told that he goes to church near the house. And after church, he comes here. So then the person doesn't know us. My son doesn't come home till after 8 p.m. He is still in the church. He's working. A Presby church. He's working in the church. Wealth, one of the millionaires in this country. Houses all over. When we saw the church building, we were, because every door was closed. So we went and knocked, and a, an elderly man came and opened the door. La. So we are looking for this man, Mr. This does. So he's at the top. So the, it's, in a, it's in an attic there. He went and told the man, and the man said, We should come. So we climbed there. He was there with books open. Books open. He can't preach. He can't lay hands. He can't prophesy. He can't sing. But the little he can do is to balance the books of the Presbyterian Church. You are making me preach in a way I didn't want to preach today because of the air conditioning we have today. It's very wicked and ungrateful of you to sit in church and not serve God. It's a bad seed. It's a bad seed. To even make me stop the preaching, to address you, you just sow the bad seed. The seed of interruption. Yes. It's a seed. Look. The Bible says, I told you last week, a sower went out to sow. If I have seeds in this bag and I'm going to sow, obviously, I must have a certain ground in mind. We were shocked to read that some of the seeds fell by the wayside. I mean, how? Some of the seeds fell on rocks. Some of the seeds fell among thorns. And of course, some of the seeds fell on good ground. So, from his house to the good ground, he was not aware that he was planting seeds without his knowledge. You are planting seeds you don't know you are planting. Careful. I beg you. You, you insult me, but just be careful. Be careful. Be careful. 
I beg you, be careful. Even the insult that is in your head now towards me is a seed you just sowed. I'm not joking. So a lot of things are, there is nothing happening in your life that cannot be explained by a seed you sowed some time ago. God is just. I want to show you why if you don't serve God, you are a wicked person. You have disappointed God. You've broken God because that is not how he thought. It's, it's like a wife. I marry you. So engagement time, knocking time. I kept saying that the way I eat is not good. I don't like how I eat. I buy here, bread here, Valley View, this year, this year, that year. So I want, to, I want to marry you so that I can have a woman who will put some food together for me at least once or twice to eat. Apart from other things because we are in a church. I can't even talk about you heard me. You heard me. We've been friends for two years. You heard me. We married now. Then you are buying a dilemma for me to eat. Something I was running away from. You've broken my heart. If, if I... I if it was buying check my breakfast this morning is how the cocoa you bought for me lunch is watching i mean so because of you all the watches are left in the area they know me yeah, they know i don't like talia they know i like willie they know my bowl a special bowl that it's a private something i eat in my room that bowl is now known and you cover, you send sewa, and you cover it with that checkered napkin. So as I'm going, oh, you know what saying? A woman I've not married is asking me, how was the food? Oh, that. You know what saying? Well, you know what You've broken my heart. It's a seed you saw. Because you know, it's not like I was quiet about I have, I have also problems. And I'm, you know, I said, when you come into my life, I'm, I'm sure this problem will end. I, I kept telling you that when I was young, I don't know, because of an uncle I lived with, I was just watching pornography all the time. You know. And now I'm born again, and I still struggle. You know, sometimes I feel things in my waist that is not right. So I want to marry so that I can express myself. And, you know, that we have, so I, I, pornography doesn't become... So you know my personal problem. And, and what I need, you have it. Now we have come to that marriage. Every night you quarrel with me. I talk to you, don't mind me. Self-defense. You are putting self-defense in the marriage. You, you ask yourself, 
it's about five months now. It's five months since you and I did anything. Five months. And I told you that this is my problem. So because of you, I'm now chasing small, small girls. And God will by no means I want to show you why if you don't serve God I will read the same verse seven times. Yes. That's all. Not different verses. The same verse seven times. Exodus. Chapter 7, verse number 16. And thou shalt say unto him, The Lord God of the Hebrews hath sent me unto thee, saying, Let my people go, that they may serve me in the wilderness. And behold, Hitherto thou wouldest not hear. Exodus chapter 8, just the next chapter, verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, Go unto Pharaoh and say to him, Thus saith the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. Number three, Exodus, same chapter. But instead of verse one, let's read verse 20. You hear God repeating himself. And the Lord said unto Moses, Rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh. Lo, he cometh forth to the water and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Let my people go. That they may serve me. Next chapter. Exodus chapter 9. Verse 1. Then the Lord said unto Moses. Go in unto Pharaoh. And tell him. Thus said the Lord God of the Hebrews. Let my people go. That they may serve me. Exodus chapter 9 verse number 13 and the Lord said unto Moses rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh and say unto him thus said the Lord God of the Hebrews let my people go that they may serve me Finally, next chapter, Exodus 10, verse 3, and we are closing. And Moses and Aaron came in unto Pharaoh and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord God of the Hebrews, How long wilt thou refuse to humble thyself before me? Let my people 
people go that they may serve. Don't you think that if somebody has this mind, such a passion to have people serve him, and he brings them out of Egypt, and they don't serve him, I mean, do you think it's a good seed? He might as well have left them. I might as well have bypassed you and gone to the next girl. But I had faith that when I marry you, I will eat something decent in the house. I'm preaching. He says, I know the thoughts I think about you. God thinks about you. Things about you. Look at you sitting in church. Where are your friends? He selected you. He could have selected your friends. Because God doesn't choose everyone. Then then there's nothing like choosing. God chooses people. Psalm 65 verse 4. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and causest to what? To approach unto thee. To draw near. So he left your friend Ebenezer and picked you, Kwame. Because he, he knew that. I don't know, but somehow he, you would serve him. Egypt is the world today. And God negotiated your release from the world. Some of of us would have been prostitutes. Some of us would still be married. If you were not in church. You would still have a husband. But not the type of marriage you have now. Because your husband thinks that he has a cool wife. He doesn't know that it's Jesus who has calmed you. But your original, somebody father passed away, and I went to visit her at the family house. And for the first time, I met her big sister I had heard about so for, for, for many years. And as I sat there, I was looking at the big sister. Very nice woman. Calm. When she talks a little, then she uses the words of a hymn. I really enjoyed the time I had with them. So when we parted, I told that lady, because of whom I went, I said, your big sister is so sweet. She's not like you at all. He said, Bishop, what did you say? <laughs> so she's such a sweet. He said, it's too soon. 
So as she's sitting there, she's waiting for an auntie to come. And when she comes, I wish you'd be around to see her at work. Onalekam. Onalekam. Onalesweet. I said, ah, I understand. I've seen many of her type. Yes. If it had not been for the Lord, some of you would be drunkards, drug addicts, homosexuals. God calmed you. And he didn't calm you because he just wanted someone to calm. He always needs someone to serve him. The church service we are having this morning, you may not know, but it's because of a lot of people serving God. That has given us the service we have enjoyed and are still enjoying. People have to serve God. So when he negotiates our release from the world, he brings us into, the, into his kingdom with a mind that we will serve him. God's mind is that let them go that they may serve me in the wilderness. And I told you, Miriam Webster said to serve right now this morning as I sat here I just checked to serve means to be useful to to be of use to be of use to prove adequate that that if God has me I am enough to build a basenta and win the souls he wants to be won at Sasabi I am enough I am enough I am satisfied I am adequate that if he has me pastoring this church, I will be able to pastor the church in such a way that every member feels loved, is cared for. I am enough. Then he saves me. And I'm not enough. He has to bring four bishops to assist me. We have to send another one to go to Sasabi to go and do homework. Home sale. Homework. But when God was calling you, he felt that if he had you, Ben MP would be enough. You'd be enough for Ben MP. Many of us sit in church and are of no use to God. Remember the definition? To be of use. All these singers have been of use this morning. They've brought melody. Yes. When I was coming up, driving up to the church this morning, I, saw, I was just blessing God for Uncle Dennis's life. Many of you don't know that. The cars you've brought to the church, you, you are able to bring them because of him. The road to this church was nowhere. You couldn't have brought that car to, to this church. But somebody decides to be of use. I've got singers singing. We call a sister Mary to come and sing. She's found a song that helps me to preach. Work on while you have the light. 
She could have come to stand there and sing, my beloved loves me. It's also a song. I'm saying that some of us are not useful to God. And you are known. (laughs) Useful, useful, useless, useless. Useless, useful, useless, useless, useful. You, everybody is known. Philemon message, message Bible. Philemon verse 11. Philemon verse 11. Message Bible. He was useless to you before. Now he's useful to both of us. So your uselessness is known in heaven. Yes. Let's talk about somebody. Take me back to verse 10. While here in jail, I have fathered a child, so to speak. And here he is. Hand carrying, that says, I have a letter. The person whose hand is carrying the letter is a young man I fathered whilst in jail, so to speak. When I was even in chains, I was preaching the gospel and winning souls. Yes. Whilst I was unmarried, I was still preaching the gospel. While my child was sick, we are all in different jails. But while he was in jail, he wasn't there complaining. He was still preaching and was able to father a child, so to speak. And here he is, hand carrying this letter. This is the guy I'm talking about, Onesimus. Onesimus. Remember that this guy, he was useless to you before. Now he's useful to both of us. So, your uselessness is known. Now, one may ask as we end. Why are people useless? Why? Don't people want to serve God? The answer is simple. People don't want to serve God because it takes something to serve God. They prefer to be in the church. There is so much you don't lose when you don't serve God in the church. Like that chartered accountant in that Presby church. He has spent his entire afternoon to evening It is painful to serve God. It is painful to serve God. The choir, they were here having rehearsals all night. Who wouldn't want to sleep in the night? It takes money to serve God. And not everybody wants to put his money into that. It takes your sleep from you, your rest from you. So, most people, 
leave Egypt, but don't want to go deep. Actually, Pharaoh told Moses that, I'm going to release you, but don't go deep. Just stay around the periphery of Egypt. Pharaoh said, I will let you go. That ye may sacrifice to the Lord your God. Only ye shall not go very far. Many of us sitting in church have left Egypt. You've entered the kingdom, but you've not gone very far. Because when you go very far, you go deep into serving God. And it's at the periphery when you don't go far. That's where you can say, I've left Egypt, but I'm still smelling Egyptian food. I've left Egypt, but I'm still seeing Egyptian girls at the border. Yes. Some of you have left the world, but you are still, you are in the church. But you are still listening to worldly music. You've not gone far. If you go far, you, you, you will leave like... This is your headphones. Not so. I can swear, and I shouldn't swear, you know. You shouldn't swear. That you've been listening to unbeliever music. You, sitting here. So, he's, is he in church? Is he in church? But he's at the edge of the world. One foot is in the church. One foot. And it, this is Pharaoh. Pharaoh stands for Satan. He will release you. But he won't let you go too far away. Why? You only read the Bible. No. He will let you read the Bible once a while and indulge in pornography. Yes. He will release you. He said, only ye shall not go very far. And there are many of us who are in the kingdom, but we are not far. But what you don't know is that you are going to pay a price. Because there will always be Malachi 3 verse 18. Then shall he return and descend between the righteous and the wicked. That is, there is a difference between righteous people and wicked people. Between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. God knows that there are wicked people he has saved who don't want to serve him. So he has reserved certain things only for those who serve him. Only. You see, all of us, listen to me as I end. There is something your life is lacking that you will only have by serving him. You will never get it by sitting in church and doing nothing for him. That is not his economy. God's economy is that his provisions are tied to certain things. Your use of money, 
how you live your life and one of them is how you serve him so he says that when you go and you come you will discover that there is a difference that this young man playing the keyboard will be different from a young man who doesn't do anything in the church and most of these differences are not seen the week after six months after no I'm so happy that I didn't get born again 10 years ago. I'm 40 years saved. And I've seen people who serve God. I was talking to a lady whose son is now, I don't want to give details, but terrible. The lady is now in church. Stable. But I reminded her that I'm very happy that you and I have related for years. You remember those days when your children were little. You taught them not to stay in church. When others were staying in church, attending shepherd school, having this meeting, children running around, you sat in your car. You taught your son. That just, just, just appear in the church and get out of the church. I'm quite surprised that you are expecting something different from your son. The other one, who is in there, who is serving God, it is just by the grace and the mercy. Remember that he said it. He's merciful. When we close the service, there are some people here who are going to leave this place at 10 p.m. Some of you, if we time 10 minutes after the service, your car will not be here. Yes. Next week, I'll talk about another type of seed which you will enjoy. Let's stand to our feet. Lift up your hands. Stand to your feet, everybody. Speak to the Lord. Speak to the Lord. I want you to ask God for mercy. Pray a prayer of mercy. Ask God to forgive you. You have cut short his expectations. Mercy, Lord. We have broken his heart. Ask him for mercy. Mercy. We have been saved sitting in the church. We have done nothing back. That which he expected of us has not come. It has not come. You have received the blessing of salvation. You have received the blessing of good health. You have received the blessing of a job, a car, house, marriage, everything. But you have not rendered back unto God. Have mercy on us, Lord. Lift up your hands and pray for mercy. Have mercy on us. Ask God to have mercy. Have mercy on us. I tell you. Have mercy on us. Have mercy. For the nature of the seed you have sown, have asked for mercy. We ask for mercy, Lord. Open your mouth and pray. Ask God for mercy. 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 Father, we have no back. 
crying out unto you, Lord. Have mercy upon us, Lord. The woman by the well, for the seeds that we have sown, from the minute she met Christ, she went out to tell people about Jesus Christ. You don't need four years to preach, you don't need ten months to become one who brings people to church, but you have refused. Mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. Mercy. Ask God for mercy. Ask God to forgive us. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. Have mercy on us. 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 Have mercy on us. Have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy, Lord. You are the fig tree that is very You are nigh to a curse. I tell you. Giving to you something. That is not commensurate, Lord. Like anima sabra dushaya. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. May we not be like the fig tree. Have mercy on us, Lord. But when you required seed, when you required fruit, Lord, there was no fruit. Have mercy on us. Have mercy. Finally, with every eye closed and every head bowed, if you are here today, you are not born again. I want to give you an opportunity. You haven't even begun the journey of responding to God's invitation to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior. Today, I want to give you the opportunity to be lifted out of a life of darkness. To be lifted out of your life of sin and iniquity. To be lifted out of your life of evil doings. You want to say, Pastor, I'm ready to give my life to Jesus Christ. If you were to die today, you know that you will not go to heaven. You will not see God's face. The Bible says that every man has an appointment to die once. After that death, there is judgment before God. If you were to stand before God in judgment and he were to ask you what you did with your life, you know that you cannot answer for it. If you are here like that, I want to give you an opportunity today to give your life to Jesus Christ. I want you to lift your right hand Lift it high into the air. And I'll pray with you. God bless you. I see your hands immediately. I will pray with you. And you'll receive Jesus Christ. Pastor, I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. I I have not even started the journey. The bishop was talking about people who have been saved, who have not rendered back unto God. I have not even begun that journey. But today I want to begin that journey. I want to sow a seed of responding to God's love, God's salvation through Jesus Christ. If you are here like that, I want you to come to me as your hand is lifted. Just come to me here in front. I want to pray with you here in the front. And you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. I see your hands. Just come to me. Rush to me here in front. Rush to me here in front. God is calling you today. Just rush to the front here. God bless you. 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 Walk away from Pharaoh today. Turn away from Pharaoh today. And turn towards the Lord today. Step towards the Lord today. Break away from Pharaoh. Come out into freedom. Jesus is calling you. Jesus is calling you. Jesus is calling you. Turn your back on your own life. Turn your back on a life of sin and shame. Jesus is calling you. 
you may never hear another pastor make an altar call be careful you may never hear another pastor make an altar call I'm telling you you may never hear another pastor make an altar call I'm about to pray with those in front but if you are standing there and you know that what I am saying it fits you I want you to still come I want you to still come because you may never ever have another opportunity. You may never have another opportunity. I want you to still come and join those in front here. It's not too late. Jesus is calling. Even as I pray with them, you can still come and join. Even as I pray with them, you can still come and join. For those of you in front, I want you to lift up your two hands. Lift up your two hands. And say this prayer after me. When I say, you say, Say, dear father, dear father, I come to you today. I come to you today. Just as I am. Just as I am. I know. I know that I am a sinner. That I am a sinner. I know. I know that my life is dirty. That my life is dirty. Please receive me. Please receive me. Please wash me. Please wash me with the blood. With the blood of your son Jesus Christ. Your son Jesus Christ. Please write my name. Please write my name in the book of life. In the book of life. Now say Satan. Satan. From today. From today. I turn my back on you. I turn my back on you. I turn to Jesus. I turn to Jesus. I will follow Jesus. I will follow Jesus. I will serve the Lord. I will serve the Lord. I will go deep with the Lord. I will go deep with the Lord. From today. From today. Satan. Satan. I am no longer yours. I am no longer yours. I will no longer obey you. I will no longer obey you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. For saving me. For saving me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands for the Lord. Now, you see our pastors over here. All right. The lady in the red jacket. They have something very important to say to you for just a short time. But it's very important that they say this to you. All right. So I want you to go with them. They will speak with you. And this will be the beginning of a lot of teaching. Do you understand what I'm saying? Those of you in front, this will be the beginning of a lot. Every Sunday, somebody will teach you. Why must somebody teach you? Because when you come to Jesus and you are not taught, you can lose your salvation. So they will teach you to make your foundation solid. How many of you like to be Christians in 20 years time? In 30 years time? That's right. But you can only have that if you are taught. So every Sunday when you come to church, somebody will teach you. Don't miss that class. Do you understand what I'm saying? Don't miss it. Say, don't miss the class. Alright? And one day you will stand as a mighty tree in the house of the Lord. God bless you. Why don't you go with them? Please turn and go with them. Go with them. Clap your hands for them as they go. Go with them. Beautiful. 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 Clap your hands for them. Heaven is rejoicing. You better join heaven to rejoice over every single one of these souls. Every single one of them, I tell you. Every single one of them. Every single one of them. I want you to take your communion. Take your communion. Take the communion. You know, today's communion is for mercy. Today's communion is for mercy. Because we have been taught that we are sowing seeds of broken expectations. Yes. We have sown and we are sowing seeds of broken expectations. 
This communion is for mercy. Lift up your bread, everybody. Lift your bread up. Say, this is the body of Jesus Christ. This is the body of Jesus Christ. As I eat it. As I eat it. I receive mercy. I receive mercy. I receive mercy. I want everybody to say what I'm saying. Say, this is the body of Jesus Christ. This is the body of Jesus Christ. As I eat it. As I eat it. I receive mercy. I receive mercy. Say, the body of Jesus Christ. The body of Jesus Christ. For mercy. For mercy. Eat it. specialty of the blood of Jesus is the wiping away of our sins as you drink the blood today I tell you may your mistakes be wiped away amen may your mistakes be erased by this blood amen yeah erased by the blood lift up your cup say this is the blood of jesus christ this is the blood of jesus christ say as i drink this blood as i drink this blood i receive a washing away of my mistakes i receive a washing away of my mistakes the blood of jesus christ the blood of jesus christ to wash away all my mistakes to wash away all my mistakes drink it lift up your hands and let's pray father in the name of jesus As we partake of the body and the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. That magnificent sacrifice on the cross. We ask for mercy, Lord. Have mercy on us, O God. Have mercy on our evil ways. Have mercy on the darkness our hearts produce, Lord. Have mercy on us. Have mercy on us, O Lord. Have mercy. If you don't have mercy on us, we will be destroyed. Have mercy on us, Lord. Through the body and the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. We plead for mercy. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, I'm convinced that there are some messages that if you do not hear, you cannot make it in life. And today's message is one of such messages. If you don't hear it, I tell you. It is like herbal medicine. When you take it, the taste can be a, a problem. But I tell you, when it enters your soul, it does a great work. Which is why, if there's any message, you should go back and listen to it. It's today's message. listen to it over and over and over again and trust God that he will have mercy on you listen to sow a seed of broken expectations is not a joke you know the examples bishop is giving eh? I mean if I'm a young man in this church and I'm not married I'll be afraid especially if I'm not working for God God, I've done something to God though I go and marry a wife and I'm reaping it. Wow. Oh, yes. Marry your wife. You're expecting that. Suddenly you discover that she can't cook. The food you were eating in her house was by her cousins. Wow. 
when you wake up at 5, she wakes up at 7.30 to come and ask, have you made something for breakfast? Your expectation is cut off. I'm te- Look, you can fall sick. You can fall sick. But I believe that through the word of God that is coming into our lives, we are being delivered. We are being delivered. You are receiving deliverance through the word. That's why you need to go back and hear it over and over and over again. Because every time you hear something spiritual will happen to you. Yeah. And I want to say a very big thank you to Bishop for the blessing. You know, listen, listen. These are very difficult messages to preach. Very difficult messages. Most pastors will avoid these types of messages. There's a way Bishop could have preached it to sound sweet. You can always add sugar to the food. There's a way. You know, but there is a way that purges our souls. There is a way also that makes the message go in properly. It pierces well, and that is this way. Yeah. Not the sugar-coated way. Yeah. So, we are blessed to have a pastor, a father, who is preaching the word to us as it is. Listen, we're about to close. Let me tell you something. One of the things I've noticed is that every time you have children who have parents who don't correct them, when they grow up, they resent the parents for it. I've seen it many times. They resent the parents that you didn't correct me. Yes, when I was growing up and I was doing these things, you didn't correct me. Now look at me. The same way that those of us who were handled with military precision, now we love our parents for it. We love our parents for it. Yeah, we love our parents. One day I was telling my children the things my mother used to do to me. They said, Daddy, you are lying. Grandma, it's not possible. (laughs) But now I love her for it. The same way that we must appreciate a father who doesn't care whether you are saying amen, you are saying hallelujah, and is preaching what God has sent him to preach. Oh, yeah. It's not easy, I'm telling you, it's not easy. Those of you here, you can't hear what I'm saying, you see. Those of you here, are you hearing what I'm saying? Okay. All right. So we thank God for the life of Bishop Edwin Morgan. Go. Yeah. Yeah. We are not afraid to say it. (laughs) At all. We love him. Bishop, we love you. We like the messages. Sometimes we frown our face at the medicine. But we know that you have given us good medicine. Yeah, we love you for it. Oh, you don't, you don't love him. Am I the only person who loves him? All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. So, don't stop preaching such messages to us. Yeah. We come for such messages. Do you come for such messages? Do you, do you come for sweet messages? Or you come for proper messages? Do you want to hear the truth? Oh, yes. Clap your hands one more time. The gift of God in our midst. The gift of God in our midst. We love it. We love it. And you may be seated. You may be seated.